Welcome back, Rip City. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, Gary, the six-man Hassan. What is going on, my boy? It's good to see you. Oh, man, it's so good to be amongst the living again. I tell you what, there is a nasty cold going around. I'm still kind of dealing with it a little bit. But there is a nasty cold going around on top of the flu, on top of COVID, on top of RSV. Like, just take care of yourselves out there. Take your vitamins, drink your water, drink your OJ. I know so many people that are getting sick now, you know, and it's it's just crazy. Like, I, I actually had to call in sick on Friday <clears throat> because I was just working and walking around and just, you know, felt myself getting a little under the weather. Some people call it a cold. Some people call it a man flu because men are very <laughs> soft, apparently, when we get cold. So so who knows, man? Uh, apparently, I don't know, man. I I think I had a pretty wicked cold, uh, but I still, I still fixed some plumbing in my house. I did some Christmas decoration on the house. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'm just built different. You are <laughs> you are definitely built built different. And speaking of that, man, I, I was super excited to see you today, and I was super excited to get to recording and everything. And until you had to pop up on on screen not wearing a hat, and then <laughs> hey. you had to throw it in my bald headed face too. <laughs> hey man. I just rolled out of bed. I was like, look, I gotta do this today. We gotta do an episode. I feel bad for not for not doing it. For leaving our listeners having to listen to you and Gary number two. I'm just kidding. You guys did a great job. Thank you for filling in. You you pop up here on screen with the slick back looking like Pat <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I mean, I have a little more hair than Pat Riley, but that's cool. <laughs> Looks good, man. <laughs> hey, so so while I was sick, I got this little icebreaker for you. While I was sick, uh, I was paying attention uh, to the Twitterverse and, uh, you know, who knows how much longer we'll have Twitter, but uh, Danny Meringue, shout out to to Danny Meringue, he he posted something about your favorite movie snacks and and which snacks he thinks should be higher on the list versus which ones should be completely left off. And one of those things was Junior Mints, man. But I want to know, like, what is your favorite movie theater snack? What's your go-to? So, I mean, for me, it's anything that I could have somebody sneak in for me. Um, <laughs> wait, I... you, wait, 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 wait. You have other people sneak in snacks for you. Definitely, you don't just do it yourself. Definitely. One, one time I tried to sneak in food to a uh, Wild Waves, and okay. so you, I tried to sneak in some like sandwiches and stuff, and they're like, <laughs> you know, they they go up there and they pat you down and they're like, do you do you have any food? So I, I looked him square in his face and I said, of course not. I don't have any food on me. He goes, let me go ahead and look in your bag. I'm like. Why you got to look at my bag for So he opens up my bag. I had about 14 to 16 sandwiches in my bag. <laughs> Damn, dude. Why do you need 14 to 16 sandwiches? I'm a growing boy. <laughs> nah. That is a lot of sandwiches. I, I, I went up there with like 
three or four people and not one of these people acted like they knew me. They all <laughs> they all just went right by, right? So so I had to dump out all my 14 to 16 sandwiches and then I had to go inside and buy some nasty gross food or whatever. So I mean, since like that nachos. day, you got nachos yeah. with like fake melted plastic cheese. Exactly. So yeah. so since that day, I am not going out like wild waves because that was very embarrassing. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'll I'll choose to you know roll up with some Twix, man. But I love Twix bars and Snickers and stuff like that, you know. But if I don't, I'm I'm definitely gonna go with the buttery popcorn. Oh yeah, you have to, you have but, to. But junior mints are kind of like peeps to me. Like they are like in the same level of delicious, like, low, same lower, same deliciousness, lower tier trash. <laughs> Look, uh, I I can't lie. I like Peeps, but oh I'm not. My God. Peeps are not one of those candies that I have to go for. Like I don't I don't need them. Oh but Junior my. Mints, man, I tell you what, you throw Junior Mints in, in the, the trash? freezer. No, mm -hmm. throw them in the freezer for like 30 minutes. Them things will change your life because they'll break they your teeth. So delicious. No, they don't get hard like that. Mm. They just get a little firmer, a okay. little chewier. They're delicious. Mm, I feel sounds... like I feel like if you don't like Junior Mints, you don't like Fresh Breath. That, that sounds like something that I'd put below like a wobbly table leg or something like that. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> actually, I'm not gonna actually eat that. But yeah, I mean to me like Peeps and like Junior Mints are all like in the same level. I I recently discovered something that I absolutely love. It's uh, Oreos, but they. They they dip them in some like they fudge. Is it the yes. white fudge? Yes, it is the white fudge. It, fudge? Is, white fudge. it is about yeah. ten feet away from me, and like I wish <laughs> I had some go go gadget arms right now because they're just you looking. Should, you should just get up and get them. We'll have an ASMR segment. It's Gary <laughs> eating a white white fudge dipped Oreo. They just are... sitting next to the mic, just going. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they are so delicious and. Um, if, if they want to sponsor our show, I'll, I'm for it. Let's do it. I'm into it. That's that's my <laughs> wife's favorite Oreo. And really? they only come, I feel like they only come around around Christmas time. Yeah, man. They are so yep. good, though. Ugh. Yep. My wife would be ecstatic if we got sponsored by white fudge dipped Oreos. Does your wife like Junior Mints, too? Hell no. Oh, she, she, she. So here's the thing. She got some here's sense. Here's the thing. My wife calls me an old man all the time because okay. when it comes to to holiday sweets i kind of am an old man like i like peeps around halloween time you know mm -hmm. all time whatever mm -hmm. peeps are good i like my junior mints but like when it comes down to christmas like give me those fruit delights those those turkish delights whatever they're called fruit it's like delights? it's like it's like it's like the fruit it's like cubes of fruit jelly with nuts inside Delicious. What in the like that? You ever seen the applets? Hell is that? <laughs> you ever seen the applets and cutlets? No, I can't say yeah, that I man. have. Yeah, man, they're delicious. That and chocolate covered cherries. I think they're called uh, cherry cordials. Oh my god, delicious. Do you roll up and try to pay pay that like with, with nickels and dimes and stuff like that too, or what? Pennies, pennies. Yeah, <laughs> I bust out my I bust out my piggy bank right there at the counter. I'm like, how, how many pennies does that take? Yeah. You're like, don't spend all this in one place now. I'm going to leave you a right. tip. I'm going to leave you a tip. Five cents. Here's a, here's a nickel, a shiny nickel. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I love me some cherry cordials. Those are, I grew up on those and that's, mm-hmm. that's my go-to. I got to buy like five boxes at a time because I'm a big really? boy. Yeah. Man, something that I used to eat a lot of like when I was a little kid was uh, Toblerone bars. Toblerone? You are fancy. No, 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 no. My, my grandma used to give them to me. And then once I got to be of a proper age to where I had to start paying for stuff, uh-huh. That's when I stopped getting it because I was like, right. Damn. That's when you went straight for the crunch bars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kit Kat. Which I have to say, crunch bars are not good. Yeah. Not a fan of crunch bars. Not Definitely a fan not. of bunch of crunch. No. Like my my go to theater snack is the buttery popcorn and a mm-hmm. liter of cherry cola. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I yeah. uh, I just watched a movie yesterday and I. Uh, polished off about a box and a half of those uh, uh, vanilla covered Oreos. I was very happy, but also I was very disappointed in myself because because you ate the whole box. Because I ate a box and a half, and I had a bunch of like white vanilla like on my jacket too. It was oh man, you just went in. Man. You <laughs> I went, went hard in the paint. Yes, I did. <laughs> What are, what are your thoughts on uh, on licorice? Like, are you like a Red Vines guy or a Twizzlers guy? I like um, I like Twizzlers, but I'm not gonna lie, cause I like get out. You don't like candy. I don't. Do you like black <laughs> licorice too? I love black oh, licorice. Oh my! Yes, that is you that is old. actual licorice. That is real <laughs> licorice. <laughs> I'm a Red Vines guy too. I like I like the soft Red Vines really? over the Twizzlers, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Man. Twizzlers just—it tastes and feels like I'm chewing on plastic. So, so speaking of old tendencies and stuff like that, my—I uh, I had a family member from like the the Midwest, and and maybe you do this, you know, because you're an old man at heart. But um, <laughs> he would he would take out some like seedless uh, watermelons and stuff like that, and and put salt on it, and That's then just weird, demolish it. And I'm like, that's one of the craziest I've things I've ever heard. But yeah, I've people really that. do that. Yeah, and, people do that. I've and, never tried it because how are you going to mess with a perfect thing? Right. And and I'm sure, I I guarantee it actually, that somebody's going to email us or somebody's going to say <laughs> something and be like, you guys are wild. <laughs> Maybe. I will Maybe. I will slurp up that salty watermelon with my licorice. It's delicious. <laughs> That, that's weird to me. Like, why would you put salt on something so sweet and delicious and, yeah. and juicy? Like, I don't get... Hey, okay. Let's talk about fruit for a moment. Okay. What are your feelings on the different melons? Like, you got watermelon, mm-hmm. king, right? Mm-hmm. That's at the top. Top tier. Then you got, ca- then you got cantaloupe, which is good. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a go-to. Okay. Right? And then, how do you feel about honeydews? Not a fan. Really? And why is that? Because watermelon is king, and there's no need to really mess with any other types of fruity melons. Here's the thing. Uh, When you find a good honeydew and it's perfectly ripe, you can't beat it. I would would eat that over watermelon, and I love watermelon. You're a wild boy. You must still be sick, I think, man. (laughs) It's messing with my head. (laughs) Messing with my taste buds. (laughs) Uh, I'm a big fan of honeydew. Okay. the problem is nobody likes honeydew because yeah. everywhere you go and get it, people serve it when it's not ripe. Really? It's, it's hard. It's crunchy. There's no flavor. Yeah, man. Hmm. When you find, I'm telling you, man, when you find a good honeydew, mm-hmm. you can't let it go. 
It's got to go straight, straight to the gullet, straight to the taste buds. Really? It's so good. So, yes. So what are you looking for? It's sweeter than it's sweeter than watermelon. There's no way. A hundred percent yes. There's that's impossible. Nope. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna learn you up something. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get get a, a nice honeydew. We're gonna sit down, crack it open, and we're gonna demolish that thing because once you've had good honeydew, you will never want anything else. All right. Well. We'll see, Timmy boy. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably start talking about some basketball, huh? I guess so. I yep. guess so. Yep. So, I guess you could say the Blazers are doing pretty good. Yes. Uh, they're sitting at a 17-13 and 13 record right now, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing, the coolest thing is that Dame is more than likely going to pass Clyde Drexler for most points scored mm-hmm. in a Blazer uniform during the next game. Mm-hmm. I am super excited for this because not only is, you know, Dame, Dame one of the most loyal players ever, I think, we got to witness all this too, you know, and I think that, you know, like in a day of like, uh, day and age of like players bouncing from team to team to team. I mean, you you see this with all these other teams. You know, whether it be, you know, guys like James Harden or KD or Kyrie. Like, none of these guys are 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 loyal. But you know, you right. you see Dame being here, recruiting new new players, starting businesses, and all that stuff here, and then we get to witness and break this record. So the yeah, man. The, the question is. Do we want to see him break it on the road or at home? Or well, what? of course it would be better at home, but it's going to happen on the road. Yeah, It's probably going to be against OKC, yeah. which is fine because, I mean, he did tear that franchise apart. Mm-hmm. Might as well set a record while he's there. Right. Just remind them how great he is. And, and just walk out and just forgot. wave again. Yeah, just walk right. out waving. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh my my question to you becomes after Dame takes the scoring record, Blazer scoring record from Clyde, does that make him the greatest Blazer ever at that point? I mean, personally, I think so. Um, yeah. I would really love to see this guy get a championship. And oh, absolutely. I would love to see him get a championship here in Portland um, uh-huh. because, you know, some of the things that I just mentioned, you know, just about how loyal he is, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. things like that have to be rewarded, um, you know, kind of like Dirk did. You know, Dirk yeah. was very loyal and he was, you know, stayed with, with Dallas throughout his uh, career. And personally, Dame has accomplished more things um than a lot of other players that, you know, previously played here, you know, and I think that yeah. he's he's doing things, you know, like whether <clears throat> to 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 bring more publicity and more growth and stuff to the city, you know, whether it's rapping, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, being on, on air, you know, and, and, and TV shows and flicks and stuff like that and mm-hmm. recruiting players to actually want to be here and come here right. because we never get players to come here in free agency. You right. Know, and Dame's You'd, done it time and time again. Right. I mean, you think Jeremy Grant comes here without Dame? No. No. Probably not. No. Which, by the way, may be one of the best acquisitions in the last decade for the Blazers. As far as trades or free agency or whatever. Like, that's that's a big one, man. Because 
Jeremy Grant's probably going to be an all-star this season. Oh, fingers crossed, man. I, <laughs> I, I know. I really hope so. Um, you know, it's 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 so fun just to watch him play, you know, because I think he can just do like a multitude of different things, whether it's going down and, you know, playing like really efficient defense on the opposite end, you know, or, you know, if you need somebody to, to go down and get you a bucket, whether it's shooting or driving. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> he's, he's multifaceted, which is really cool, man. And he brings a different a different aspect to this team. And it, it, it's amazing. Uh, but but getting back to, to Dame. You know, we we saw what this team looks like without Dame on the court for a while. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised at how well they did without him. You know, they were in those games that they lost. They won some games in, I mean, a pretty good showing by them. Um, there were guys that stepped up that, you know, you, you maybe didn't think would at the beginning of the season. People like Justice Winslow and Josh Hart. Um but how how different does this team look while Dame is on the court? I mean, it's it's a it's startling how good this team is when Dame is on the court surrounded by these guys. I don't know. Like I feel like, you know, having Dame on the court, you know, with this market is it's almost like having like a cheat code. Because it's like <laughs> ha- having this guy here that's such a good leader somebody that that wants to be here but yeah but not only like when he's here you know it's not like you know it's a toxic environment i mean mm-hmm. i haven't heard one thing about you know an ex-player or a current player you know or something at least coming out to the media talking about how horrible dame is i mean right well, it's because he's not he's <clears throat> solid man right i mean he's a solid dude and he is right. a fantastic leader right that's he, why we get these guys exactly he's a solid dude he's a great leader because i mean you could see it you know time time and time again you know this guy's taken you know rosters that have been uh, lesser valued uh, you know throughout the nba to the western conference finals to the playoffs to you know past the the first round because this dude like when you're on the court with him you feel like you can achieve anything and you can do anything you know it's like we we've seen this year after year after year guys that are kind of you know cast off from other teams like almost uh you know like on the fringe of not even being in the league till they come here and they resurrect their career um right and it it might be partially from the environment you know of portland or whatever there's there's less things to do, so it forces you to be in the gym. Yeah. But I think a large part of it is because they see this dude working so hard. This dude wants mm-hmm. to bring us a ring so bad, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> and you know, just to see, you know, how Simons talks about him and Chauncey talks about him, these guys that are, you know, up-and-coming stars that are getting help from him, or, you know, Chauncey, who was a, a, a great player, like, in his own right, hit plenty of big shots, you know, won a championship how they talk mm-hmm. about Dame is great because this this dude is the man. He's the perfect right. thing for what we need here in this market. Well, I tell you what, you're not you're not paying him just because of his three-point shooting ability. You don't mm-hmm. pay him because of his clutch factor. Mm-hmm. You're paying him because he's a damn good leader. Exactly. And and he gets you the talent on the team to succeed. Mm-hmm. Like that to me that's worth 60 million dollars. Mhm. Because you don't get that on any team. No. But I, I, I just think, I, I bring this up because Dame, again, the team was doing 
decent when Dame was sitting out. But as soon as he came back, mm -hmm. this team just looks like they're playing on a different level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's ex it's exciting to see. Yeah, I mean he's 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 averaging just over twenty eight points a game and just over seven assists. And I think, you know, when when he's there, when he's on the court, it's beyond the points and the assists. It, it's him, you know, picking up Nurkic, uh, you know, and talking right. to Nurkic and telling him, look, you know, big guy, someone get you the ball, you know. I tell you what, Nurk wouldn't be the player he is without Dame. Definitely not. And and he, you could even say the, the same thing about uh, Simons, too. Because, yeah. you know, when, when Simons, you know, was drafted, like, he wasn't one of the, the biggest names, you know, like coming out in the draft. And, I mean, you can just see the growth, you know, like in his game. I mean, he's, he's killing it now with all these, like, step backs and you know driving and stuff you know because i think that mm -hmm. when he first came came into the league it was more about his athleticism but right. you know now he's kind of similar kind of similar to what you hear about sharp yeah true so yeah you know i just think that i think that sharp's gonna be a really really good player like you know we see some glimpses of it but but for now i'm just you know i'm 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 very thankful to have dame you know and i just think that we have to pay him whatever he wants it doesn't matter <laughs> back up the drink the the brinks truck because man we right. we we, we got to keep him here you know in the city because you know he he makes players want to play here you know and i think that uh we got to have that type of leadership on and off the court and you know like even when he he is hurt too you see him there sitting on the bench you know in street clothes and not mm -hmm. a lot of all-star players are going to be doing that you know a lot of these right. guys are not going to be traveling with the teams. I mean, obviously, it's dependent, like, on their injuries and stuff like that. But, man, this guy is such a good leader, you know. Well, and he's not just sitting on the bench. Like, he is he is standing up on the sidelines. He is rooting for this team. He's cheering these guys on. He's coaching these guys. Right. He – and, like, in, like, a lot, of, a lot of cases and stuff, too, he's the first person to jump in that player's arms, you know. <laughs> You know, when uh, Simons hits a big bucket or Sharp has a, a highlight yeah. dunk or, you know, Jeremy hits a three or something like that, he's the first person down there, like, you know, dapping him up and giving him a hug or, you know, talking to him. And that's important, you know, for the rest of the team, you know, to see, uh, you know, because if you play sports and, I mean, obviously it's different if you're a pro or collegiate or mm -hmm. high school or YMCA or whatever, but if you're not getting the ball a lot, or if you're, you know, like a, a 11th man, or 12th, man, it's easy to check out. And, <laughs> and you know, that's uh, something that, that Nurk, uh, you know, is kind of known for, you know, is he'll, he'll check out, you know, like a little bit on the defensive end, you know, if he's not getting the mm -hmm. ball. But yeah. to have Dame's tutelage there is key. The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknowns. Do the Blazers make the playoffs, or do they get another number seven pick? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 free game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 free game money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah. Uh, so what's cool about Dame setting this scoring record for the Blazers, every game he plays after that, he's just pushing it that much further out of reach for the next guy. Mm-hmm. 
And this dude's got years left in his career. Mm -hmm. Years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody's going to touch it for quite some time. No. <laughs> because you have to play a lot of games in today's age, you know, where, where players are, uh, you know, taking breaks and, you know. Yeah. Taking it easy, you know, because it's a, a long season. You know, it's 82 games. So, I mean, you have to... You have to stay in this uniform. You have to play a lot of games. So I don't. It's look. It's not gonna happen. Nobody's gonna pass him in a in a Blazers uniform until they put in the, a four point shot. Like a rock and I'm jock or something right like now. that. The like rock and jock. Yeah. <laughs> man, calling me an old man. <laughs> so do you think that? So do you think that? Simons or Sharp could finish in the top five when their career's done. Uh, yeah. Um, when they in, if they introduce a four-point shot, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. See, the, the the jury's still out for me on Sharp. I think he's gonna be an incredible player, but you know, I think he's hitting a rookie wall. Yeah. You know, he, there's there's no real consistency to his game. He's I mean, really, there's no consistency with his minutes either. I mean, he's mm -hmm. he's probably averaging what around 20, 20 minutes a game or so, which is is fine for a rookie. But you know, I think when he comes out and he only scores like four points or whatever, gets a couple rebounds. Um, you know, you want to see a little more than that if if you want if he wants to see more minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, the dude's got to be a killer on the court, yeah. and I think that he he may be hitting that rookie wall a little early and. He's just got to figure it out. But I think when he does, he's going to be really good. I don't – it's too early to tell if he's going to be, like, Hall of Fame status or, you know, I know he was he was uh, compared to a lot of, of basketball greats. And I just – it's not – that's nice to hear, mm -hmm. but he's got to prove it, you know. And I, I appreciate what he's doing. I appreciate what he looks like, but I got to see more. I got to see him uh, maximize his minutes while he's out there. And uh, I, I think he's going to be good. Yeah. I, I do. I think he's going to be good. I just, I want to see, I want to see more. And I think the, the biggest wrinkle that's coming is that GP2 is, is going to be coming back to the rotation. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I say coming back. He's going to finally be in the rotation. Um, and I don't know if that takes away from Sharp's minutes. Um, it, more than likely it will, because you're not gonna you're not gonna have uh, GP take minutes away from Josh Hart, who is the heart and soul of this team right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, probably the the biggest glue guy on the court. Mm -hmm. um, maybe he'll take some away from Winslow, but Winslow can get them at other positions. Definitely. Um, and Winslow's been playing really well. Yeah. So. I, I feel like 100% you're not taking any minutes away from Dame or Simons with, with GP. So, I don't know, man. I think it's going to have to come from, from Sharp. Yeah. But that being said, you know, you really got to think, like, do we need GP on the team? I don't, I don't remember at this point what he looked like on the court. I know his numbers were not flashy. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, he was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But... You got to think, man, like with the way the team's playing with, you know, the fact that you want to continue grooming and, and, and improving with Sharp, 
Does the team need Gary Payton? Yeah, see, it's it's just tough, you know, because I think we we signed him to what like a eight eight million dollar contract or something, you know, and right now I think Sharp's around twenty minutes or something. He's 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 playing per game. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I think you know if we could, you know, maybe not at first, you know, because he, you know, we still want to get him in game shape, you know, because there's a big difference yeah. between practice shape. Uh, you know, right. or, or preseason shaped actual game shape, you know, but I think right. that I think that it's possible to uh, squeeze out about 23 minutes a game for for uh, GP2, you know, so then he can go in and play point guard, shooting guard, and then the possible small forward too as well. Um, and, you know, by doing that, it's 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 good too because it allows Dame and Simons and Hart to play less. Um so you- sure, but but is but is that what you need? I mean, I, I haven't. I gotta be honest with you. I haven't uh, come prepared this morning. I didn't. I didn't look up the the minutes played for you know on, on average for Hart or Winslow or um, you know Simons and and Dame. But I I just feel like you know twenty minutes. You're talking twenty minutes for Gary Payton. That's you don't want to cut into Dame and Simons that much. Yeah. You don't. I don't know if you want to cut into Hart, because Hart makes plays. It may not show up on the on the the scoreboard, but Hart makes plays. Yeah. Does GP make the same? I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta decide, right? There's a decision you have to make. Does Gary Payton and his production equal what Hart gives you? See, I, th- I think it's a different type of production, you know, because I think that with with Hart, Hart is gonna go out there and potentially probably rebound more. Um, like, I'm actually shocked by how good of a rebounder Hart is. This dude yeah. is, you know, like, he's averaging like nine rebounds. A <laughs> I game. know, I know, right? And he's <laughs> he's he's listed at what like six five, so that means he's probably six three ish, <laughs> right? You know, and uh, you know. So I, I think, think he's a little taller than that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, 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 yeah. But um, uh, like with Hart, you know, I think that he's gonna go out there and give you more of like more rebounding, a a, a better shooter, a better finisher, probably as well, you know. But also too, how we're how we're viewing uh, you know, GP two is we're we're viewing him in an elite offensive system with the Warriors right mm-hmm. so I think that his his role here you know on the offensive end hopefully won't be all just pre- uh, predicated on standing in a corner and shooting right. threes. Uh, you know hopefully it's more of uh, when Dame's driving and kicking you know he can get it and drive to the basket um, sure and not well just... you brought you brought GP for his defense definitely defense. You, you brought him for his defense definitely. and and I think I think the Blazers team defense is pretty good this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a marked improvement from from last year. Definitely, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, man, like Hart plays great defense. Hart, Win- Winslow, Winslow plays great defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like Damon Simons play decent defense. It's not great, but it's decent. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> Dame, Dame. Dame's defense has definitely gotten better over the years. I, I, yes. I really appreciate his 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 effort on the defensive end. You know, but it's like 
when when you have guys like Damian and Luca and guys like James Harden, mm-hmm. you don't want them to be expelling like a lot of energy like on the defensive end because you know yeah. especially here too because it's like you want Dame to be down there hitting threes, waving want, to people. You want him to be hitting those logo threes. Yeah, and, and and tapping on his wrist and stuff like that. You know, so I think that that when it comes to these elite scores, that's that's fine. You know, for them to take a playoff or two like on the defensive end, but. I definitely think that Simons could step it up, you know, a little bit, like on the, the defensive yeah. end, for sure. No, I, I, I agree. But you're also not going to be benching Simons for GP2. Definitely not. So it, 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 it's an interesting wrinkle to throw in yeah. to this team. Yeah. And that brings me to my, to my next topic here is trade scenarios, Gary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trade scenarios. Mm-hmm. There's reports that the Pistons are shopping Nerlens Noel. What do you think about that? I'm not too excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So Nerlens doesn't have the flashiest numbers. Mm-hmm. He also, I don't think, gets the the most minutes either. But mm-hmm. what if they throw in Sadiq Bay as well? Because I saw, uh, the, and again, I've been out. I've been on IR for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an article that I don't remember when it came out, but it was something like the the trade would have been Josh Hart for Nerlens Noel and Sadiq Bay. More than likely, somebody's going to have to go with Hart to make the money work. But do you trade Hart for Noel and Bay? I wouldn't do it. I, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed not to if you got GP2 coming. I wouldn't do it, honestly. I mean, for me, like, I just, like, I I, th- I think that we're going to look back on trading Josh Hart and then see it as a, not a catastrophic failure, but I just think that Hart does more than a lot of players do on our team, you know, whether it's rebounding and defense and scoring uh you know and and mm-hmm. and toughness and there's just you know certain things that you can't teach I mean, you can't teach toughness and you can't teach that like right. dog like you can fake it but it's yeah. but it's hard to, to to go out and do you know some of the things that he he does you know and i get that you know his his contract's coming up and uh you know we we're we're gonna have to move him um, well, I, I think we've got him for another year yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have him for for one more year, but, but you know, guys like uh, I think it was Grant Winslow, and then was it Eubanks? I was a free agent too. I believe so. So I don't know what's uh, Noel averaging this year. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah. But but mm-hmm. just like the point you made before, people come to Portland. It seems to revitalize their careers and. Mm-hmm. With Nerlens Noel, it might be the right system for him to do such mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have the pressure of starting. He could come in and back up Nurk. Mm-hmm. You can move. You can move Drew to the four, which I think is honestly his more natural position to play the four. Mm-hmm. Imagine Eubanks flying around the court with Nerlens Noel blocking shots left and right. Yeah, people are people are not scoring in the paint. Yeah. Yeah. You don't bring and you don't bring Noel here for his offensive prowess. No. Look, that's not going to happen. But what you want is someone to protect the rim because I think Nurk 
is fine defensively. He's not great, but I also don't think he's much of a rim protector anymore. Yeah. If he ever really was. And I think Eubank honestly, I think Eubanks is out playing Nurk when it comes to protecting the rim. Yeah, that's uh, that's a valid point. I'll I'll give you that. Um I also think that the Blazers still need to add another big. You know, they they, they brought on uh what's his, that kid's name? Baji. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen him. Mm-mm. Is he gonna play? Why don't we bring in a vet? who actually knows how to play the game, who has played the game, to come in and, and make a difference. Or or maybe somebody that's playing in Taiwan that could come over here and make a difference. Or maybe <laughs> or maybe like a, a, a ex-Blazer, you know, of some sort. Um, or maybe an ex-King. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I don't think that I've said this. I've, I've been able to confidently say this in a long time, you know, to, uh, but I think that the moves that these guys are making with these players are great. Uh, you know, I think looking back last year, uh, you know, some of these moves, you know, we made were kind of terrifying, you know, and you're just like, wait, we're trading away, you know, Norm and, you know, uh, Covington for what? We're trading away <laughs> CJ for what? But it's yeah. like now, you know, you can see these moves are paying off this year and it's, it's, it's nice to see that because, you know, not not only does it seem like people actually like Cronin, they, mm-hmm. they, they like being around him. You know, we don't hear, you know, anything <laughs> negative or bad about him. You know, like we, we may have, you know. What some, a refreshing change. I know, right? <laughs> but, like, these moves like that he's making are great. You know, at first, I didn't understand it. I mean, are, are they great or are they just good? Like, are we just, are we just, like, are, are, are our expectations lowered because of, of who was in this, the, his position previously? Well, here here in Portland, being a, a, a Blazer fan, we're what's known as a cheap date, right? <laughs> we're going to be pretty much happy with bottom level, you know, lower tier type, type stuff, you know? Um, and, and like I say that, you know, with... with uh, you know, we'll have a few players that people love here, and people are like, "We can't trade them, we can't get rid of them." But, but you know, when they might get moved, that player you may never even hear from them ever, ever again. Um, Case in point, Drew Eubanks. Yeah, love him. Right. This the city loves him. They right. Love his heart, his energy. I guarantee you, you put him on another team, he disappears. He's probably not in the league. Yeah. Within a couple years. Yeah, and and this happens time and time again, you know. But I just think that, uh, you know, by by some of the moves they've made, bringing in Josh Hart, great move, bringing in Jeremy Grant, amazing move. Well, and let's be honest, Jeremy or uh, Jeremy, um, uh, Josh Hart, mm-hmm. people had forgotten about him mm-hmm. already. Like mm-hmm. that guy, that guy was not as prominent in, in as prominent of a role as he is here in Portland. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't. Like, the Lakers gave up on him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Straight up gave up on him. Mm-hmm. And then he comes here, and dude is like, he's amazing. Right. Dude's he's got to be the hardest worker on the team. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you think about, uh, you know, those guys. And I think, too, you know, you, you think about some of the moves, you know, they made with Eubanks or even with uh, mm-hmm. Winslow. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that 
all these moves. So, I mean, I can't think of one move they made that I'm like, oh, that was horrible. Yeah. You know, because they're they're all paying off. You know, and I I'd like to get Noel. Um, you know, but I think that uh, you know we could make that move. You know, with not giving up Hart um, because yeah. Hart Hart is outplaying his contract. You know, I feel you know. You just you just gotta hope for some Cronin magic, man. Right. Uh, you know, and, and let's so instead of Noel, let's 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 move over to Orlando because mm-hmm. it sounds like Orlando is shopping Mobamba because they're gearing up for Wimbenizi. <laughs> Would you like to have Mobamba on this team? For who? Well, I mean, let's let's do the same trade scenario. They want Josh Hart. Man, but I think that giving up Hart is too much for Bamba. But if, you know, we can move somebody like Nasir Little, I'm 100% mm. for that. You know what I mean? Let's, t- let's talk about Nas for a second because mm-hmm. last season, I, okay, I love Nas. Mm-hmm. I love his energy. I love his motor. He reminds me of a young Jerome Kersey. But... I honestly believe he has been played out of the rotation. Yeah. Even when healthy, when he comes back, I don't know if there's a spot. I don't know if there's minutes for him. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think that you are 100% right. You know, I think that, uh, you know, with the play of, you know, I don't know, because I think that you, you, you can't really play him like at the point guard. I mean, you can't. Oh no! Like you, you want to save the 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 minutes at the two, uh, you know, for for, for whether it be Dame or Simons or Sharp or GP or yeah. Hart. Not Nas is a three or a four. He will play three or four. Yeah. He's not a he's not a guard. He's not a center. Yeah. He's a wing player, and right now you've got Josh Hart playing out of his mind. Justice Winslow playing really well. You've got you've got uh, Sharp coming in. You know, a game here and there looking like he's going to be the next MJ. Mm-hmm. I don't. And you got GP come, coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a spot for Nas anymore. I don't know. And it's tough, too, you know, because, you know, by everything that I've heard, people really like this dude. You know, he's a, a good quality guy um you know but it's just tough you know because if you can't stay healthy in this league then it's tough you know it's tough to it's tough to stick around uh you know and at first you know when we signed him like i was super happy you know because i wanted him to prove people wrong and you know prove that he he needs to be getting paid more um mm-hmm. but unfortunately you know he's he's dealing with injuries and you know i think that uh you know if if we could make the money match, you know, it looks like uh, Bomba's making like just over t- ten million. Um, I would definitely move Nas, you know, if they wanted something else. Man, I would do that too, you know, because just like we 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 talked about uh, before, the NBA is built on pace and space. You gotta be able to run. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to move, you know. And I think that, you know, bring like a. Uh, athletic big in like Bamba, you know, somebody that can block some shots and help, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of these guards driving and forwards driving that could and definitely can run help a lot. The floor. 
Right. Dude is a gazelle. Right, right, yes. So, you know, he can run and make some highlight dunks and stuff like that, too. I, I would love to get uh, somebody like that, but not for heart. You know, for somebody maybe mm-hmm. like Nas. Like a Winslow and Nas. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, that'd be good. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd even throw in a pick with that. I think that's a little little expensive, but I would probably do it because I think that's the kind of guy that Portland needs. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm, I'm with that plan. Uh, what do you think about somebody like Jay Crowder? Yeah. I mean, I look, Jay Crowder is a fine player, but I just don't think that Portland needs that player. I think we're fine. Yeah. With our wings, I think, you know, Crowder plays the four from time to time too. But mm-hmm. you know, we got we got Eubanks. Eubanks plays great. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jeremy Grant. All-star. That'd be great. He's, he's playing at an all-star level. Yeah, that'd be great. You don't, you don't need you don't need another four. You need you need a five. I think that's what you need. You need a five. Yeah. Especially with especially with Gary Payton coming back, he could play the wing. I don't, I don't think you need another wing. I think we're fine there. Finally. Mm-hmm. That that I okay. Let me take back everything I just said because. If you were looking at getting a uh, a four, and and Crowder is not that this type of player I'm thinking of, but if you can get a a, a quality four, mm-hmm. you can move Jeremy Grant to the three. Yeah, and I think that is one hell of a lineup. Yeah, what do you think about somebody? Maybe you know we're we're talking about you know backup fours or fives or whatever. What do you think about somebody like Cam Johnson from the the Phoenix Suns? I would love Cam Johnson. Shooter, he's making five point eight million. Would you move Hart for him, or no. or maybe Noss and Winslow? How much is he making? Uh, five point eight. I, you you don't you don't have to move Noss and Winslow for mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but I mean I would entertain that. Yeah depends on what what else came with them yeah so i mean somebody else you know could uh you know because it sounds like this team could be taken for taking it easy for women easy too with the uh the wizards you know what about somebody like uh a power forward making 13 million by the name of kyle kuzma i would take kuzma i would love to have kuzma on this right because i mean at, at that point you know he could start at the four. He could start at the three. Mm-hmm. He could come off the bench and provide some punch, uh, you know. Because I think that for the most part, we're always going to have a either Dame on the court or Simons on the court, you know. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're pretty lucky, you know, with some of the play that uh, some of the backups have given us. But also right. too, you know, when you get to the plan or get to the playoffs, you need somebody with playoff experience, uh, you know. I think. Right. I would love to have Kuzma. You know, he's he's not the best defender, but also his his contract is not insane when you're talking about NBA dollars too. You know, it's 13 million, and you know to to bring in somebody you know that's that's averaging you know 15-ish points or 16 points. You know, somebody that has playoff experience is key. Yeah, and honestly, he's not the worst defender. Yeah. I I would love to have Kuzma. It just depends on the asking price. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that—that's about all I want to talk about trades. That's 
Look, I love every guy, 1 through 15, on this team. I think they're all amazing people and athletes. I hope we don't have to make a change. But all signs are pointing to there's probably going to be a trade at some point. But you got to think about the long-term longevity as well. You know, I, I love all these guys. Like, I'm a huge Josh Hart fan. But yeah. you have to think about, look, we're, we're going to be paying Dame big money. We're, we're paying, well, well, not big money, big, big, big money. <laughs> we're paying Simons big money. We're going to have to sign Grant to big money, you know. Yeah. Nurkic is making a, a decent amount, so it's like, would we want to take the risk in losing heart? You know, it's no, it's tough. You know, and it's like, it's it's not that they have to move him this year because he still is under contract through this year and then until yeah. next year too. But man, do you want to take that chance in losing him for nothing? Right. I mean, that's the conundrum, right? Because it's also a business. Mm-hmm. You also have to play for the future at the same time of playing for the present. And that's that's tough. But that's why you put your faith in Cronin to do what's right. Yeah. And I I gotta be honest, man. I'm okay with what he does at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 proven that he can make the the right decision. Right. He's he's not afraid to make a tough decision or the wrong decision. Exactly. But he's going to make a decision which is nice. And you 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 got to think about it like this too. Like he's he's making good decisions. Like I don't think he he's made one catastrophic horrible decision. Also not yet. also he's he's working with the owner that may not be like a long-term owner, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, she she might be looking to not spend, you know, a ton of money. So, you know, for the things that he's done and for the players that he's brought in too, it's pretty amazing. You know, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, at some point, you know, when the the team might get sold to, you know, somebody else, he might have more, you know, pull in being able to, to, uh, to bring in better players and, and bigger contracts, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the, the uh, team salary going up. So I, right. I'm excited. I am very happy, you know, we have him, and we'll see what happens in the future, man. Yeah, agreed. Hey, uh, so you said you had a couple mailbag questions. You want to hit us with those before we sign off? I do, I do. This mailbag question is from my boy, Mission, again. So I've got two for you today. Okay. And Mission wants to know... Peyton, GP2, once he joins our team, is he a starter? And whose minutes will decrease once he joins? Well, I mean, we, we just talked about this a little bit ago, but yeah. I don't think he's a starter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Josh Hart's got that locked. Mm-hmm. Simons has that locked. Mm-hmm. Dame's got that locked. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to start him over Grant. Mm-hmm. You sure as hell not going to start him at the five. Facts. <laughs> true, 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 so, true. So, you know, I think he comes off the bench, and, and I honestly believe the min- the minutes come from Sharp. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I... I Probably Sharp and Winslow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I myself, you know, I'm very excited to see GP2 coming back. I'd like to see Dame get less minutes. I'd like to see Simons get less minutes. I'd, I'd like mm-hmm. to see uh, Sharp get more minutes, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if we could keep Sharp around 
at least 17, 18 minutes a game. I'd like to see him getting maybe 20. Um, and then, you know, maybe slide in GP in there too, uh, you know, at, at 23 minutes. But also too, maybe the, the closer, you know, we get to playoffs, the less we see some of these other guys playing, you know, and the more we Light see. Sharp. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. Um, so, so my next question is from TK. And uh, they want to know, for our, our current team, would you rather have the current Jeremy Grant or L.A.? So, so Jeremy Grant or, or LaMarcus Aldridge? Mm-hmm. Like, In his prime, for this current team. Like, how we, we currently play now, like, would you rather see, throw it into the post-L.A.? This is from TK, you mm-hmm, said? Mm-hmm. We can't be taking questions like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, TK. <laughs> Ooh. Here's the thing. Okay. If Lam- if it doesn't go down the way it did with LaMarcus, mm-hmm. I would say LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. Like, nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say LaMarcus would fit this team like a hand in a glove, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if LaMarcus never left, this team becomes somewhat of a powerhouse. I mean, granted, they need they needed a few pieces, but Dame and LaMarcus, are you kidding me? LaMarcus in his prime? Mm-hmm. The dude was an animal. Yeah, yeah. Better than Grant. Yeah, yeah. Like, by far yeah. better than Grant. Yeah. And I love Grant, but I loved LaMarcus mm-hmm. until all that garbage went down. Right. And see, that's so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say I would take Lamarcus. Right. And and for me, that's the tough thing, you know, because it's like when you're looking at L.A. I mean, like at that time, he's the first, second, or third best power forward, right? You know, it's him, Love, and Blake Griffin or somebody like that. But just because I'm petty, and just because <laughs> how Lamarcus left. Yeah. And how good it is to see Grant here, you know, like in a Blazer uniform. And and to see, you know, he can score from so many different spots on the court and and play defense too. I got to take Jeremy Grant. But I feel it. I don't know. I I just just thought, you know, I I just thought it was a good question, you know, because, I mean, obviously. Lamarcus is cemented here, you know, like as a blazer, uh, you know, and if yeah. if he does make it as a Hall of Famer one day, will he go in as a blazer or as a spur or what? <laughs> yeah, I I don't think he makes the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if we're gonna play that game, uh, I think he probably goes in as a spur because <laughs> the NBA hates Portland. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. This is true. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't like that question. (laughs) Do you want another question? Sure. Let's do it. Um, Why do you like such old man candy? This is. That is a mailbag question from Gary Hassan. (laughs) I don't have to explain the things that I like. I don't have to explain it. All I have to say is that I like these things. <laughs> but black licorice, though? Yeah, I like 
I like good and plenties too. I don't even know what that is, and I don't want to know. They're the, the little pink and white black licorice candies. That's Pepto Bismol, sir. That's not. I love Pepto. <laughs> my go-to when I got a tummy ache, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get the liquid kind, too. Not those chewables, garbage chewable tablets. And, and see, you gotta feel it coating your insides. And see, you're you're getting these tummy aches because you're eating too much old man candy <laughs> that's from the 1930s. <laughs> you know, you know, I also like those little uh, like the like little jelly fruit things. Like they're in the, the fruit shapes, you know? They're like covered in sugar. You know what I'm talking about? I have no... Oh, they're, they're like a cube or something like that, right? Well, they're in the shape of, like, different Oh, fruits. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like oranges and, like, I don't know, melons. I don't know what... I, don't know. I just like them. Okay, all right. Well, listen. Yeah. If you like it, I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know... Uh, I'm, I'm having I'm having you over for Christmas dinner, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited to share my old man candy with you and change your life. Listen, I am. I'm gonna go out and get some honeydew too. I am. Yeah, I that's am, happening. I'm super excited to bring over my favorite ice cream. Like a lot of people really haven't heard about it, but man, if if give them a shout out, like give a shout you out. can't like the the weird thing about it. Is you really can't even get it like in the Portland area. Like you, you, you have to go to the outskirts. It's called mm. it's called Locksmead Ice Cream Peanut Butter Cup, right? And you know they have like a, they have mint, they have blueberry, you know they have like strawberry cheesecake or something like that. And man, it's it's real ice cream. It's good stuff. And anybody that I've ever brought you know some of this peanut butter Locksmead ice cream over to, they're like, this is a game changer. So All right. I look forward to you trying it and I look forward to not trying old man candy and Oh you're going to <laughs> <laughs> You're going to. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna get everything that we just talked about today and I'm gonna force feed it to you and you're gonna like it. Okay, so you're gonna try it won't, it doesn't matter. You're gonna try some uh, watermelon with some salt on it? If you bring it. Alright. I'll do it. Because we speaking of speaking of trying stuff, we haven't talked about the bet mm-hmm, recently, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, let's save it for the next episode. <laughs> Tune in next time as we talk about how the bet is going. Will CJ mm-hmm. or Anthony Simons make the All Star team first? Anthony, depending on which one does, Gary or myself will take the hot chip challenge because. If it's gonna, I it's win, gonna be live stream. If I win, it's gonna be you and G taking the hot chip challenge. Fine. And I'm I've I, And if I win, it's gonna be you and G. <laughs> <laughs> Either way he gets screwed. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Either way, we win. <laughs> <laughs> But tune in for the next episode where we talk about how it's going between those two. Uh, because I think they both have a legitimate shot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They have a legitimate shot. But shout out to you, Gary. Appreciate you joining me once again. Of course. I'm glad I'm able to be back here. Definitely. Hell yes, it feels good to be back. But shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, social media followers, and bucket busters. 
Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at BustedBucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.